E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town, celebrating 30 years on the air. This week featuring guests from 1995, including Patty Larkin, the Blind Boys of Alabama, Todd Snyder, Queen Ida, and more. Plus, we'll share Nick's conversation with the late Russell Means. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thanks, Helen, and welcome, everybody, to another episode of 30 Years of E-Town, a deeper look at some of the highlights from among the gazillion shows we have produced between 1991 and 2021. E-Town Hall is just now reopening, but still not at full capacity. So during the whole COVID period, we've been doing what musicians do, improvising. We thought at first we'd produce one show from each year and and do something we were calling 30 years and 30 shows, but we totally failed at that because there's simply too much good stuff to fit a year's worth in one hour. So we're doing these compilation shows, plus we're actually just rerunning some shows that were so good and complete that we get to revisit those. And again, this is stuff that nobody's heard for decades. So here we are all the way up to 1995. We've got Hawaiian music, country music, gospel music, music from Madagascar, and of course some singer-songwriters. The first set includes the uniquely talented creator-inventor of the Git Steel, Junior Brown, a remarkable duet between my old bandmates Tim O'Brien and Jerry Douglas on a song that is an old folk song that is pretty far from a love song. And we're going to start out with a song from a talented singer-songwriter. Here comes Patty Larkin. I'd like to ask uh, Nick and the Etones to join me on this, uh, this next song. This is a, a song about a marriage I was involved in once. It's a, it's a very, very short song. <laughs> Goes to show, if you don't know what to say at the time, just wait 15 years. Attention I couldn't give. Drink a bottle of hard stuff, say I love you. Now save me, just a big guy with a fun sense of sin. And the neighbor down the block in his underwear and socks, keeping track of the losses and wins. With his wife hanging out the window, wonder which way the wind blows as I fumble the key in the lock again. Sing out, me, what am I doing with this ring on my hand? Life, who's choosing it? Oh, me, Mama's best woman and Daddy's best man. Oh, me, I'm highly in danger of losing it. Well, Johnny was a pyro and he acted like a baby. Got a phone call from the wild almost every night. Well, he loved me, but he really loved looking past me to the ladies. He was much too good looking for his height. We were a couple of kids crawling out of the crib, talking about the positives and the negatives of wine. Living our lives just like Hemingway did. He was lucky, he was a genius most of the time. This is the 
shout it. Shout it down just like I With Jerry Douglas. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster, and we are here with Junior Brown, the inventor of the Git Steel and, uh, and much more. Uh, Junior, I just think for the radio audience, we ought to talk a little bit about this wild instrument. And the first thing I want to know, I guess, uh, is um, how'd you get the idea for this thing, this combination thing you've created? Just thought it up, I guess. <laughs> I th- Put the I, two together, you know. I heard a story that it, that it came to you in a dream. You had a vision of this. That's right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the, the steel guitar uh, up on the legs, you know, and then I had the guitar strapped on, and it was uh, kind of a mess banging into each other. So yeah. It makes more sense. This way. Yeah. And, uh, and for those of you listening at home, it's, got, it's basically what he's taking is an old Fender 8-string lap steel and uh, glued it on to... Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's back up, back up. Okay. The body was built, for, and then we got the parts from oh. some other things. We didn't glue things together. Nothing. Oh, I see. So this is an instrument that has a neck that's not unlike an eight-string lap steel, and then it has another neck that's not unlike a Fender Telecaster. And uh, the two together is, uh, of course, the famous and a unique git steel. It's actually, and Junior, just if you don't mind just playing a couple little things on each instrument so the audience can hear what the two sounds are. There's the guitar part. And there's the steel part. There it is. The Git Steel. Where was my band on that? You, you guys didn't follow me on that. <laughs> and this also, I suppose, is an economical way to have a band that's got both a steel player and a guitar player in it. And... Saves a lot of cash that way. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to introduce the, uh, your band while we're at yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, on the bull fiddle bass here, we got Steve Lane. <laughs> and on the snare drum, as opposed to the entire kit. We have, from Denver, Colorado, Thomas Eugene Smith, ladies and gentlemen. And right here, my better half and the backbone of the band and the backbone of my sound 
and uh, my marriage too, uh, Tanya Ray Brown, ladies and gentlemen, on the rhythm guitar. Please welcome from Austin, Texas, Junior Brown. <laughs> Vicious kind, just as I'm quite alerter. But I've been a good boy all of the time, and I wouldn't do nothing to hurt her. Still tan my hide for spending the night with Betty Lou or Alice. But I'm sleeping alone in this wreck I own, a broke down South of Dallas. Stumble home at the break of dawn She better not be suspicious Cause I'm about at the end of my rope And she better not act too vicious I'm covered with grease from my hip to my feet My hands are cut and callous I spent all my bucks on a broke down truck Broke down south of Dallas Thank you to Patty Larkin, Tim O'Brien, and Jerry Douglas, and Junior Brown, the inventor of the Git Steel. We've got more music coming up from Queen Ida, Brian Bowers, plus my conversation with the late activist and actor Mr. Russell Means after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town. Welcome back. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to some of the best moments from our 1995 season 26 years ago. One of the things that happened in 1995 was the bombing in Oklahoma City by a white domestic terrorist 
And that event is referenced by our next guest, Brian Bowers. Sadly, relevant still. Here's Brian Bowers. I used to see Brian play at all these festivals, and no matter what the festival was, no matter how broad the variety of music was, you have a great big, uh, you know, sort of a big bluegrass band, and then you might have a, some kind of other uh, sort of folk combo or dance band, or you have a big blues band or a rock and roll band. No matter what it was, Brian could come out and follow anything. He could come out and just play after any band and saunter out on the stage with his auto harp, which I might point out is not generally associated with the most sort of macho and manly uh, direction one might take in the world of show business. <laughs> hey, man, what do you do? Oh, yeah, I'm an auto harp player, man. <laughs> you know, you don't hear that very often. But Brian goes out on stage and just grabs people in that special way. It's an amazing thing. I got, uh, when I started out 30 years ago, I never dreamed that I'd get to travel the world like I have and win a bunch of awards. A couple years ago, I got inducted into the Auto Harp Hall of Fame as the first living member. <laughs> well, we're privileged to be here this evening. We're sitting in a beautiful theater with great sound and wonderful musicians and a great tech crew. and. Uh, we are indeed truly privileged to be here and the great band here, the fellas playing and singing, just setting us free. But life is filled with all kinds of things. I had uh, the misfortune to be 36 miles away from Oklahoma City the, the morning that bomb went off. And I was reaching for the refrigerator door when the boom and the shake of the place. I thought it was some farmer with an extra stick of dynamite under the stump trying to shoot it out with the 22 on a scope like my uncle used to do. I never had any dream what it really was. And uh, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I got any answers for some of the things that are facing us in our country. But I would like to dedicate this next song to uh, all those folks that lost their loved ones over there. And uh, it's an old Stephen Foster tune. It's called Hard Times Come Again No More. pleasures and count its many tears while we all suffer sorrow with the poor tis a song that will linger forever in our ears oh our times come again no more tis a song Be merry to 
sighing all the day Hard times come again no more Tis a song, a sigh of a weary Hard times, hard times come again no more Many days you have lingered around my cabin door Forrester singing harmony vocals. Mr. Brian Bowers from up in Cedro Woolley, Washington. Flying fish recording artist. You know, music and film and art does have a way of connecting people, bringing people from different backgrounds together, aiming them in the same direction. In some cases, so does a tragedy or an injustice or an opportunity, a chance to change things. And our next guest has been using music and film and his voice and tragedy and injustice to bring people together for a long time. He's very interested in finding ways to try to change things. He's an actor, a militant activist, and uh, he's an early member of AIM, the American Indian Movement. He's born on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, now lives on the Navajo Reservation and in California. Would you please welcome to E-Town, Mr. Russell Means. Russell, you've been involved in a lot of different movements over the years. And to some degree here in E-Town, we talk about environment really almost more in terms of community. I'm just curious, what do you think about? What's your perception of the environmental movement, if there is an easy answer to that question? Well, of course there isn't an easy answer. But I do believe and I do know that the environmental 
movement taken as a whole is, is full of racism. And that's sad, and I believe that it's, its whole focus is wrong. You see, what people don't realize, there's a body of environmental law in this country that is untapped. It's called treaty law. All the environmentalists have to do in this country and in Canada is to utilize and join with the Indian people and force these governments to live up to their own laws. That's all. Live up to their own laws. And we can stop the devastation of the environment in this country and in Canada based upon treaty law. And that's a total collection of laws that are already on the books and are stronger and as strong as the Constitution of the United States. Can you tell me about some of those laws? I mean, this is not really common knowledge, treaty law. What does it entail? What does it talk about? The treaty laws of Wisconsin, okay. Minnesota, the Dakotas, California, the entire 48, including all of Western Canada. The treaty laws that protect fish, the water, the air, the land, that will force an improvement in technology and therefore make life in the first world that much better and easier. Mm -hmm. And if this is something that's already on the books and has developed through this relationship with the Indian people, um, is this also then something that today, now, on reservations, among young people and among families and so on, this is something that's common knowledge among Indian people in general and something that we can look to them to help us learn and find out more about this stuff? Oh, especially the young people. We did our job in the 70s. We politicized our young people, you bet. And they're ready. And we're ready. We've yeah. always been ready for 500 years. Yeah. I think some people have a sense that traditional Indian families where they really talk about the responsibility to seven generations, you know, the three generations preceding and the three generations following, and you're going to take care of the things that nourish you. You're going to take care of the streams that give you your food and so on. But you're talking about something even more specific than that. Well, when I lived at Yellow Thunder Camp in our holy land, the Black Hills, it was there that you could really be an environmentalist. And that is knowing that each pine needle is sacred. Knowing that rocks live, you know? That because it's a part of our grandmother, the earth, and that she has a heartbeat and she lives. You want to stop violence against women? Stop raping our mother, the earth. And, and when you're at home in Santa Monica, you've had this experience. You've been out in the woods and you can recognize the sacredness of every pine needle. All the people that are your neighbors when you're in the streets of Santa Monica, how do they get that feeling? How do they experience that connection? They'll never do it. You, you can't do it in the city, I'm sorry. You just cannot do it. I don't care if you have a garden. I don't care if you have plants in your house. But you see, the thing is, I get the sense that there's a little bit of a division, a line of demarcation between different cultures in your mind. And that what you're talking about is bringing people together, teaching them a new awareness, a new respect, and then helping things change that way. How do you bring those people together? If you say it doesn't work in cities, you're excluding a pretty large portion of the, United, of the American population. You bring them together with music and the visual. And tonight is a perfect example. Well, that's great. Thank you. Thanks. Glad you're a part of it. And 
And, and what about in, in families? Is that an opportunity in your mind to connect people to what's important, connect people to what we have to do to change? Well, I think families, the word family has to be an extended family. The nuclear family never was. You know, that's a fallacy of government. The extended family is what this society and every society needs. You know, that's what teaches value. And when you have a responsible family, you have a responsible society. Yeah. Great. Well, it's, so it starts at home, spreads with your kids, and grows from there. The children. Well, it's a great lesson to learn, great reminder. And uh, it's wonderful that our kids and young people can help us find those things. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and Russell, thank you very much. This is a fantastic show. Okay. I love it. <laughs> it's a show for dates. <laughs> I'm coming back. Okay, good. <laughs> Once again, Mr. Russell Means. Actor, activist, Russell Means. Thank you, Russell Means. Up next, Queen Ida. She was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. She moved with her family to Beaumont, Texas, and then to San Francisco, where she got married, had kids, and was a bus driver. But she always played accordion. And there's not a lot of women who play Zydeco accordion. But once she started performing, she didn't stop for a long time. Although she has now retired from playing publicly, she is still with us at 92 years old. Here's Queen Ida on E-Town from 1995. Thank you. Thank you very much. Maybe you're not prepared for this, but I'd like to ask you to sing along with us on this next song. Will you do that for us? Now again, here's a Bayou slang expression when you're trying to get someone's attention. We say, hey, Laba. Hey, Laba. You ready? All right. Sing all night, 
radical dance music. Queen Ida, a great band. Queen Ida from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and now living in San Francisco Bay Area. Queen Ida. Please welcome to town Mr. Jules Shear.
Jill Sear. Originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, now living over in Woodstock, New York. Jill Sear. And at the top of that set, we heard Brian Bowers, followed by Russell Means, followed by Queen Ida. I'm Nick Forster. We've got much more from our 1995 season coming up after a break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like KPND in Boise, Idaho, on WWNO, New Orleans, Louisiana, and our newest station, KSSU, in Durant, Oklahoma. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of the guests on our show or just want to learn more about E-Town, lots of info can be found at etown.org. Welcome back. Of course, we always wanted to highlight our connections to each other on every E-Town show. Across boundaries and borders, cultures and continents. Up next, a few great examples of cross-cultural musical evolution. Some gospel music featuring the late Clarence Fountain and the Blind Boys of Alabama. Some music from Madagascar with Tarika. But first, when the Spanish cowboys came to the Hawaiian Islands in the mid-1800s, they brought guitars which the native Hawaiians promptly appropriated and reconfigured, tuning them into open tunings with the strings tuned lower and then creating a style now known as slack key guitar. Here comes one of the best, the late Ray Kane on E-Town, back in 1995. Aloha! Like a polila, where we're dead away. 
Connie. Thank you. Mahalo. Right now, would you please welcome back to E-Town the Blind Boys of Alabama. <laughs> Clarence Fountain, let me, let me ask you, wasn't there a time in the late 40s when the Blind Boys of Alabama used to have a kind of do battle with the blind boys of Mississippi? Yes. What was that all about? It was a great uh, song fest, we'd call it. We was in Newark, New Jersey. This is how the blind boys become the blind boys. And we had the man up there promoting the show. He said, uh, <clears throat> we're going to have a contest between the blind boys from Alabama and the blind boys from Mississippi. And <laughs> when he had about 7,000 people paid, and we, that drew a crowd, and we said, well, hey, if he called them the blind boys, we'd call them, we'd, we'd do it likewise. We might draw some people, too. <laughs> <laughs> and did that go on for a while, or was it just happened that one time? Nope. Uh, from that day, we separated ourselves by being called the Alabama blind boys and the Mississippi blind boys. Yeah. And uh, it was five of us, so they stuck on five blind boys. It was five of them and five of us. <laughs> so we just had a whole lot of blind folk out there doing something. 
And and the uh, people in the audience would go wild. They'd see you guys just kind of seeing who could top each other, and they'd yep. go crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, w- were you ever tempted to, like many people did, leave gospel music and sing popular music? Well, no, because uh, in my bringing up, my mother and my father was good Christian-hearted people, and I made the Lord a promise that I'd go and uh, carry his message. And, uh, and I tell you, we've been doing a, a tremendous job. We was in Montreal about a month ago. We had 40,000, the blind boys drew them all by themselves. <laughs> so it's worked out okay. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, I really appreciate the fact you guys stopped by here and, and uh, decided to sing a little bit for us. You got something else picked out now? Oh, yes, we got a good one. Here's a good hand-clapping tune for you. <laughs> And I want you to listen to it. I think you'll like it. Look where you brought me from. Yeah, look where he brought me from. Brought me. Brought me out of the He brought me to Mother's land. And I get a look where he brought me, brought me from. Hey, look where you brought me from. Thank you.
the Blind Boys of Alabama. Just great sound. The three original members, Mr. Clarice Fountain, George Scott, and Jimmy Carter, along with Caleb Butler on the bass, Eric McKinney on the drums, and Joey Williams and Sam Butler on the guitar. The Blind Boys of Alabama. Would you please welcome D-Town for the first time, a great singer and songwriter along with his band, Mr. Todd Snyder. Thank you very much. I'm going to do a song uh, off our record about uh, a word that everybody hates, the word no. That has never ever gone over, Rome. Remember back about five years ago, driving down the highway. You saw a kid there by the road He had long, blonde, dirty hair His thumb out in the air That was me That was me Remember the kid that walked into your store One you told you were sorry, we're not hiring anymore. So he walked out your door, his head hung toward the floor. That was me. That was me. I'm a face you've seen a million times. Fit in between these lines I'm all these broken dreams That we've always left behind I'm a face you've seen a million Seen a million His guitar case on the ground He looked down on his luck So you threw him a buck That was me Remember back about five years ago Driving down the highway You saw a kid there by the road He had a long, blonde, dirty hair His thumb out in the air That was me 
that was me that was me have time for one more song. I want to thank all of our guests who were part of E-Town's early days, our 1995 season, 26 years ago. There is so much more great music coming week after week. Up next is a band from Madagascar. They made most of their own instruments and made the sound that you're about to hear. Yet another example of the power of music. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Thank you very much. We're very happy to be here. And I hope you're going to enjoy the little song from Madagascar that we've invented. We're going to play a song called Ragwaikia, which is about um, a nasty bird in Madagascar which steals crops from the poor people.
Big thanks to our crew who worked on the show, including Todd Ayers, Donna Giardina, and Helen Forster. Distribution of E-Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of E-Town. All right, the 30-year bonanza keeps going. This was uh, 1995, best of. Thanks to all our guests. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.